Hello, welcome back to Why Is With Ty and Dan, a weekly Marvel recap podcast, which we should probably rename because we're no longer weekly. Um, Tori had to go right now, uh, but she'll be back here on Friday for our uh, In The Green Room. Don't worry about that. But right now, me and Tyler are going to work through the news, which we actually have a bit of, because I don't know if you remember last week, uh, we had recorded on Wednesday. So we had, news right. of course, the news broke on Thursday, right? That's how it always goes. Uh so we have a bit more extra news this week, which is fine. It's always good to have some news. So our first bit of news is we're just going to jump right in. We're not going in order. We're going in the order that makes the most sense for us to talk about them, which is that Kevin Feige, in an interview with Men's Health, with uh, Shang- it was, it's about Shang-Chi. There's a big profile about Shang-Chi, uh, and they talk about, obviously, how it's going to be a big deal for Asian-American casting. And in that, Kevin Feige mentioned that he regretted casting Tilda Swinton in Doctor Strange. I'm going to first give the quote that they'd given when Doctor Strange, the casting happened, it was controversial. Uh, And then I will read Feige's new quote. The old quote is, Marvel has a very strong record of its casting of films and regularly departs from stereotypes and source material to bring its Marvel Cinematic Universe to life. The ancient one is a title that's not exclusively held by any one character, but rather a moniker that's cast down through time. And in this particular film, the embodiment is Celtic. We are very proud to have an enormously talented Tilda Swinton portray this unique and complex character among our richly diverse cast. Swinton at the time had said they were trying to avoid a Fu Manchu ancient man sitting on top of a mountain called the Ancient One Stereotype, and they did not want to perpetuate this racial stereotype. Feige this week said the uproar over casting Swinton was a wake-up call. Thought we were being so smart and cutting edge. We're not going to do this crusade of a wizened, old, wise agent man. But it was a wake-up call to say, well, wait a minute. Can we figure it? Is there any other way to figure it out? Is there any other way to both not fall into the cliche and cast an Asian actor? And the answer to that, of course, is yes. So he regrets casting Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. And I, my, my opinion on this has always been, I think Tilda Swinton does a great job in that role. Yeah. And I think it would have been tough to cast an Asian actor and not fall into stereotypes. Yeah. However, I would agree with what he says, where could I have solved this problem? Probably. And I think he could have. You could have cast a younger Asian actor and just say they look... You know, you don't have to actually... Like, Tilda Swinton does not look old mm-hmm. in Doctor Strange. Like, there was a way to solve this issue. Uh, and I agree with that. But I also am like, mm, Tilda Swinton's still pretty solid in the movie, you know? Yeah. So, so that's what Feige says. Uh, I would say that we can just say good job and move on because I don't think anyone's asking for our opinion on this. Is that... Safe to say, Tyler? Yes. Moving on, our next bit of news is that Secret Invasion has its directors. Now, if you remember last week, we discussed how Marvel movies don't have show... TV shows don't have showrunners. They have directors and writers. Uh, The writer of, if you're curious, for uh, Secret Invasion, which isn't part of the news, is Kyle Bradstreet, who is best known for working on Mr. Robot. He's not the creator of Mr. Robot, but he's worked on it. Okay. It's two directors. One is Ali Salim, who I don't know, really. It says he's worked on a Hulu show called The Looming Tower, which was about... The lead up to 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other one is a director. I have seen his recent work, which is Thomas Basucha. Uh, he directed a recent neo-western called Let Him Go that starred Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. It came out last year. I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, but yeah, these are our directors. Neither of them have any experience in sci-fi, though. So what do you think of these directors? I'm not too familiar with these directors, but I do think that it's nice that we're getting new directors into the MCU and it's not just the same, you know, the same people from like phase one coming back in or, you know, yeah, what I mean? you know, I'm actually, That's, I, I, no, I'm I like impressed that. by that in the TV area. Yeah. Cause in the TV area, you know, there's so much repeating of directors like on ABC. If you watch, uh, 
one of their sitcoms. A lot of their sitcoms are directed by the same people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting that Marvel is avoiding that. So yeah, I would agree. Now we're going to move into actual news we can really talk about because this is more interesting stuff. So our first bit of news is actually DC news, which is that the Batgirl movie has found directors. It will be Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah. First off, apologies if I mispronounced your name. I really try not to mispronounce these names, but unfortunately, the I, I googled. There's no actually I can't find it right now. So, I apologies if you, when you, we guys come up during this Marvel, hopefully it will be out there and I can be right, or maybe I am right. And this entire disclaimer is useless. Anyway, so they'll be directing the Batgirl movie. The reason this is relevant is I kind of referred to it. They have directed the pilot and the finale for Miss Marvel. So this is some DC poaching. Uh, And I think it's super interesting because right now the thing is, and for a good reason, is that female directors are generally getting these female superhero movies. Uh, I think female directors should start getting some male superhero movies. That's just me. Uh, I don't think it really should be gendered. Uh, But the fact is, is that by jumping into this, I feel like, it makes it so people are going to be talking about this as though... They must have a good pitch, is my point, if they're inviting controversy like this. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, for Batgirl. Uh, Batgirl is being written by a woman, though, uh, to be clear. And these guys directed uh, Bad Boys for Life. Mm-hmm. And they're directing, uh, as I said, Miss Marvel. So what do you think about it? Does this get you excited for Miss Marvel that they're getting poached in a sense. For DC to be reaching across and saying, hey, come work for us. And the last time they did that was James, was James Gunn. Gunn. So. Yeah, so it it's yeah. it's promising in that sense. I haven't seen Bad Boys for Life. Uh, I like Bad Boys for Life, but it's no it's no Bad Boys 2. Alright, now we're getting some Marvel news. What If has a release month, not a release date yet, but it will be coming in August according to Entertainment Weekly. So I guess that means we will not have as long a break in between Marvel as we did this time because Loki's ending mid-July. Uh, however, I do think a lot of people are going to be like, why it doesn't count the cartoon, which is somewhat fair. I don't think it's because it's a cartoon to me. It's because it's a non-canon anthology show. Yeah. That's why I'm like, it doesn't really count. If it was live action, I'd probably feel the same way towards it. Are we looking forward to What If? I we never really talked about it on this podcast. Yeah. I think the animation style looks gross, personally. I've, I've not seen the animation style, style for, for it. It's kind of like the Modoc series that quietly made its way onto Hulu. I've not seen it. Um, but I'm also not necessarily like, oh, I need to check this out, you know, where like Falcon and Winter Soldier and, uh, and WandaVision, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to want to watch this. And even with Falcon and Winter Soldier, when I was, when I was like, you know, I don't really, I'm not that impressed with this show. There were still elements that kept me hooked you know, to it, and I kept going back because yeah. I wanted to see more. I don't know. I'm I'm interested more in like how many episodes. Oh, will I have this, an answer for that. Will Sorry. This I do have an answer have, for that. You know, it's I believe it's ten episodes. Okay, that's what was because then what would that like? You know, WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, where it could be like you know, depending how they edit it. In this case, you know, you can't really edit these episodes together. <laughs> so it, it's supposed to be ten episodes. Gotcha. So uh, there even... are a few leaked plots out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course there are a few that we know of. Do you want to know the ones we know of? Sure. The one I remember off the top of my head is because you have it listed as Chadwick Boseman's last MCU performance, which it is, is that it's going to be what if T'Challa as a kid was, uh, kidnapped by Yondu. Yeah. And he became uh, Star-Lord. Yeah. If this series would release the first week of August, it would take us through the first week of August and September to the first week of October. Uh, which would take us through the Shang-Chi release in theaters in September. I don't know of another uh, Disney Plus 
series that we're we're getting this year. I don't. We're supposed to get Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. Oh, this year. Uh, my theory is Hawkeye is going to get pushed to January. Though. Yeah. Okay. I think that makes way more sense. Um, than having it out this year. My personal guess is that uh, they have a Boba a Boba Fett show scheduled for December. They've already said that. Gotcha. I think Miss Marvel's going to hit in October because a part of Miss Marvel's origin is that she uses ca- a Halloween costume of Captain Marvel. Synergy, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to get Miss Marvel in October, which would fit up with when What If will end. Yeah. Right? That would make sense. Yeah. And then also, of course, it's a month after Shang-Chi will be out, so it can be the big deal. Because in November, Eternals comes out. So if it's in October, it will be its own big Marvel deal then. True. Yeah, so it looks uh, like uh, Disney Plus is going to be uh, Marvel for the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be yeah. busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to What If to a degree. But I also don't think it's going to be as much to break down in this episode. I think it's going to be more of a fun yeah. time. You know? Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's, gonna, it's, a, it's a show of speculation. <laughs> that's, that's what it yeah. is. Um, and now... Do you have anything else you want to yeah, say? Yeah, I was just saying I'm looking forward Sorry. to the last... It's the last Chadwick Boseman MCU performance. Well, it should be our... It's, <laughs> hate to give us this qualifier. I believe it's the last Chadwick performance ever. Ever. Gotcha. Uh, period. Because, you know, Ma Rainey was his last thing he had uh, done. And then, of course, this was just... An- animation takes forever. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's gonna, that's going to be a bummer of an up. Well, not bummer. It will be uh, like a little guess. It will. It will. Yeah. Uh, but it's still a bummer. All right, so our last bit of news is uh, I have I have a lot to say about this before. I only put down one thing in the notes, but I want to give the full breakdown beforehand. So Shang-Chi will not go to Disney+. Plus. Uh, this news comes from a Disney earnings call where both Shang-Chi and the upcoming, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this movie, Free Guy, which is a yeah. Ryan Reynolds yeah. movie where Taika Waititi plays the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Very excited for the latter portion of that. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh they will be releasing uh, on their scheduled dates. Free Guy is in mid-August. Because the reason I bring this up is also, to clarify, Jungle Cruise had not been announced. Jungle Cruise is at the end of July. It's like two weeks after Black Widow. Mm-hmm. It's doing the same thing where it's uh, the premium access type of thing. Shang-Chi will be not doing a dual release. But Shang-Chi and Free Guy are joining the new things by Paramount and Universal where it will hit streaming 45 days after the theatrical run. Uh... This is something where if you told me about this before the pandemic it was going to happen, I would be like, no, that's terrible. Don't ever do that. Right now, I'm like, you know what? 45 days is enough. Uh, I can deal with that theatrical exclusivity. I think Shang-Chi will still make a vast majority of its... Because 45 days is what? That's like six weeks, right? Yeah. Shang-Chi will still make a vast majority of its money in its first six weeks. I don't think a majority of people will be like, nah, I'm skipping Shang-Chi because it's going to be on Disney Plus after 45 days. I think most people will be like, nah, I want to see a movie in September. I'll go see Shang-Chi mm-hmm. or whatever movie is out, you know? Yeah. And the fact is, is like, it's not like, the important thing to note there is that it's not a, uh, it's not just Disney that's doing this. Universal has already done this as a deal. Uh, Paramount's already done this as a deal. Like, A Quiet Place 2, it's also going to be 45 days after it will be on Paramount Plus. Yeah. The only difference is Disney Plus is more popular than any other service out there that it's possible so this is this is saying shang chi will not go to a disney plus dual release correct so it will be it will be released in september and in mid-october or late october i guess it will be on Disney. okay okay Uh, yeah so it's just like quick little uh, yeah yeah which to me actually that seems very weird to me i'm gonna yeah that does i think this might be i think this might have been misreported 
This is what Deadline said. I think it might have been misreported. My interpretation of this in a more logical way would be it would be rental and on DVD at that time, and then it'll be on Disney Plus three months after. And the reason I say that is because Ryan the Last Dragon is came out in March, right? Uh-huh. It will not be free on Disney Plus until June, so that's three months after. Yeah, that's what I think is more likely. I think we get Shang Shang Chi in December on Disney Plus for free. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. Uh, rather than October, because I don't think Disney wants to cannibalize their home video market. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm yeah. glad dual release is not around to stay. I think that, especially when the world was shutting down because of of the pandemic, because of COVID, I think that it was a good way to address the health issues. But I'm glad that it's not not necessarily around to stay because I say support theaters. Because this is where film studios make their money back. And I also would say, here's here's my attitude. Similar, but not as a bit more cynical. Which is that I don't like movies being on streaming because there's no way to value their, you know, um, what's the way to put it? You can't really access their level of success. Mm-hmm. And if you're a creative working on, I've always, I've heard this about people from Netflix, right? People who work at Netflix. Yeah. They're like, how is our show doing? They're like, Oh, it's doing well. They don't tell you what's, how it's doing. And there's no way to keep them accountable. When you get rid of dual release, you can look at just the box office numbers because you have to report box office numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that way the creatives involved can actually see the success that's happening. It's ta- uh, yeah, it's tangible, the successes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think we are about to be on the precipice of a very – and I'm saying this right now as kind of a PSA to go back to the movie theater. We are on a precipice of this next month is going to be really dependent on the future of movies and how movies do well. So I beg you guys, please go see a movie in theaters if you're vaccinated. It's a great slate coming up. We've got we got Quiet Place two and Cruella this weekend. We got in we got Conjuring three next weekend, which I hope is good. If it's not, it's still a Conjuring movie. It's always good to see a horror movie in theaters. And if it, again, if it's not good, you can see Quiet Place. It's a horror movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's getting pretty good reviews. We have In the Heights the week after, which I'm so excited for to see in a theater, even if it is a dual release. I'm excited to see it in a theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe the week after is Peter Rabbit 2. From the podcast, Peter Rabbit 2. Uh, Lucas should be coming in theaters. Always now. finding a way to mention Peter Rabbit in the podcast. And Lucas. Yes. I mentioned both of them. <laughs> uh, but then the week after, the reason I bring up is the week after is Fast and Furious 9, which is probably the biggest of them all. Yeah. Uh, money-wise. So please go see a movie in theaters. I'm going to see all those in theaters. Well, and eventually we'll get Black Widow. In theaters, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, I was, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's more ahead, but I'm saying Fast and Furious Nine is like, this is this next month is what matters. Gotcha. To be very gotcha. Yeah. Well, this uh, is the ki- this and is Quiet the Place of two. Summer. Yeah. Yeah. Corolla and Quiet Place Two are being posed as the big kickoff, and I I want to very specifically shout out uh, my as I said I already said it, but my most anticipated movie this summer is In the Heights, uh, and the idea of people watching it at home actively makes me sad. Because I think, to me, it looks designed to see on the biggest screen imaginable. And I'm like, please go see that. Don't watch it on HBO Max. Yeah. Because yeah. the only movie this summer I allow people to watch on HBO Max is Space Jam. <laughs> and that's what I've been saying. I'm like, I'm okay with people not thinking that's successful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a Space Jam 3. I didn't want a Space Jam 1. <laughs> so. uh, I, it's a classic. Uh, yeah. You better not give it to me. Well, you know, no, we have a rule in our agreement that we can't give people movies we've already seen. So you can't give me space. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. No, I might give All you right. a Sasquatch documentary. I don't know. 
It is so I good. I don't want it to be that so it's, Well, it's more so long, man. Uh, I don't have I don't have a lot of time. It's an anyway, hour and a half. Th- that's Oh, I thought you told it was three hours. No, anyway, it's three whatever. episodes. Three three episodes. Oh, that's it's an total. hour and a half. Okay, yeah. I just assumed they were hour long episodes. Nope. Okay. All right. Well, I think that is our news for today. I thought we had a ton, but we really didn't, so that's okay. Um. So yeah. Uh, we uh, listen to us on all of our stuff. Follow our social media. Yeah. I don't think we need to do the full sign off every no. time, you know. And join us on Friday for a green room discussion, which uh, will be a little different than usual. But Tori will be back with us for that. Yeah. Stuff. We'll be talking about an oldie, well, an oldie, like an early 2000s movie. We'll be talking about some trailers. We'll be talking about we'll some We'll be trailers. talking about some movie trailers. It's going to be a good time. So it's more of a rough bonus. Yeah. But not really. We'll, we'll make a green room enough. Don't worry. All right. Uh, bye. All right.